Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This podcast proudly supports the work of CRY. What does CRY stand for? I'll let its chief exec, Dr. Stephen Cox, explain. Well, CRY, Cardiac Risk in the Young, is a charity which was established in 1995 to support families after there had been a tragedy of a young sudden cardiac death, but also to prevent tragedies occurring in the future. Every week in the UK, 12 fit and healthy young people die suddenly because of an undiagnosed heart condition. The vast majority of these deaths will occur during rest or at sleep. Um, Some of the conditions will cause a cardiac arrest during exercise. But as I've said, many of these deaths will occur at rest, at home or even during sleep. To prevent these deaths, young people need to be screened. It's free. Just go to the CRY website, testmyheart.org.uk. We're at the airport. Um, do you want to play a game of um, fat or pregnant? No. I've got a good contender. Okay. Fat or pregnant? A lady in the black dress. She's sitting down right now. Oh, hold on now, now. It's a tricky one. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I just don't. Do you You've got what? bumps in all the right places. Yeah, I know, but someone could be looking at me and not really tell. Mm, they can tell. Hello, my name is Manish, and that other voice you heard worrying how big her belly is, is my wife, Philpa. This is the very first episode of Expecting, a podcast about the last few months of our first ever pregnancy. We thought we'd keep something of an audio diary of the journey, so that when our son or daughter is old enough, they can listen back to it. So hi, child of our future, I'm your dad. Anyway... I had this idea for this podcast quite late on in your mum's pregnancy. In fact, you've already been cooking for six months. You are due in December. So we're taking advantage of this time by taking one last holiday. But apparently, when you're preg is, it's called a baby moon. So, maybe I should set the scene. 
Okay, okay, stop. Sorry, sorry, sorry. The audio quality there is just way, way, way too poor. I'm sorry. It serves me right for trying to record a podcast and the very first part of this podcast on a beach with my phone. I'm sorry. But what my wife is trying to do over the howling wind is set the scene. So let me try. We're by a beach in southern Spain. Golden sands, a turquoise ocean on the horizon, and white frothy waves at our feet. A harmonium player serenades passes by, and there's a line of beachfront restaurants with all sorts of people walking along. Cute young couples hand in hand, retired romantics, and a few families deciding where to get their next dollop of ice cream from. And then, plopped on the seaside, watching them all go by, and me and my swollen-bellied wife. What do you want me to say? Just describe who's sat next door to us on table. Um, so there's a, what I presume is a family, and they've got a little boy who looks like he's school age, and then they've got a baby which looks fresh, like just left the womb maybe a week ago but it's difficult because the baby is in the pushchair and the dad is shaking the pushchair whilst also trying to eat and the mum is just trying to eat and they're not talking to each other and we don't know where the other little boy is and I think this is a preview of things to come Yes, next door to our table it could be argued we were seeing our future two tired parents attempting to have a nice meal whilst at the same time exhaustedly caring for children. But before we get a glimpse into three months from now, maybe we should take you back. Back to a bit about us. We both met at university in Nottingham. We didn't actually like each other at first. I thought Philpa was annoying because she was very, 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 very chatty and incredibly squeaky. And I thought she was strange because one of the first things she did was show me the Indian spices that she brought to uni with her. Anyway, she didn't like me because she thought I was a bit of a rude boy. Purely because I wore a cap. What sort of discrimination is that? A cap? Anyway, we didn't go out straight away. But in the end, we bonded over our common love for Nando's and similar sense of humour. Fast forward a bit and we're eight years deep. We got engaged and then did the most pretentious thing possible. We got married abroad. It was pretty cool though and you can still see a short video of it online. Just type in Manish Filper Santorini into Google. Go on, I'll wait. Yep, Manish, M-A-N-I-S-H, Philpa, P-H-I-L-P-A, Santorini, S-A-N-T-O-R-I-N-I. Yep, enter. That's us. That's us. We then moved into our first home together. Two years after living together, we fell pregnant. I'm not going into details of how and where, but depending on who you talk to, it either happened in the romantic, tropical and iconic island of Bali or in an industrial town in the East Midlands. Hmm. We've made the transition from girlfriend and boyfriend to husband and wife. What about from husband and wife to married with child? Yeah, that's, I think that's going to mean that things are going to change. So no, no more of these impromptu dates, no more just going off to the cinema, no more lying into 11 o'clock tomorrow on a Saturday. 
Um, no more like staying up late and watching movies. Um, you look really depressed yeah, right isn't now. That sad? <laughs> isn't that sad? But, yeah, but what you think about what we're giving up and what we're getting in return? Twelve lots of poopy nappies in the day, feeding every three hours. For me, maybe cracked nipples and bleeding. For you. Um, exhaustion where you just can no longer function. You know how you said to me this yesterday that you had such a good sleep that you were really alert at work? I think you're going to be the opposite of that. It doesn't sound very good. It really doesn't sound very good. But luckily for me, I know someone who's been through it all before. Okay, so it's recording. It is recording. All right, so I'm going to turn it around this way. My younger brother had a daughter around three okay. years ago. So who better to ask about the impact of a baby on your life than him? The first time I found out that we were having a baby was a massive shock <laughs> because we didn't plan anything. Yes. And it was a feeling of being overwhelmed mm. because we were so young at the time. How old were you? I mean, 25. 25. And I, I hadn't grown up yet. My younger brother, Oman, and his now wife fell pregnant three years ago. You'll hear my niece, Emily, running around in the background in a sec. I thought I'd talk to my brother about having a kid because his life was turned upside down when he had his. In fact, the birth of his daughter is one of the wildest birth stories I've ever heard. It was a bit of a traumatic birth as well. Yeah, yeah. I was there for the better part of it. And then um, when I flew out, she was um, rushed to hospital. So basically, my brother is a professional footballer. Yeah, really. He was playing in Malta at the time. He was given a week off to be with his wife during the birth. So he flew back to the UK during the week of the due date. But his wife only went into labour on the day he had to return to Malta. And he had to return or else he'd be in breach of his contract at the football club. And then I got onto the plane. It went up and then had to come back down because of technical faults. Like an emergency landing? Yeah, so we landed in... Um, went, went up in Manchester, came down in Gatwick. And uh, during them periods, I was on the phone constantly to Kaylee's friend Zara to see what was going on. Um, and she told me they were being rushed to the hospital because to have an operation to get the baby out. The plan was to have a pool birth in a special birthing unit. That plan didn't work out. Instead, she was blue-lighted to another hospital for an emergency C-section. Speaking to my sister-in-law, she'll tell you that she basically blacked out from the pain and doesn't remember after a certain point. Meanwhile, my brother's plane was ready to take off again. And then when I went back up again, I, four hours later, landed and my, I turned my phone on and I had just messages, 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 probably a hundred messages. And the last two that I read were the first two that I received, telling me I had a baby girl. I told you, crazy birth story, right? Anyway, my brother has had three years of kid experience, so now it's time to get an insight. Literally anything you want to do, you have to plan how you're going to do it. So if we were to go to the shops, you'd have to make sure your changing bag was 
filled out, nappies, wipes, etc. Just everything that you want to do quickly is taking a little bit longer. Um, a little bit longer? Well, a lot longer. <laughs> Sleep was another big change. Oh, yeah. So basically, babies sleep a lot. Best thing to do is sleep when they sleep. You don't realise how much it's going to affect your normal, the, the life that you lived normally, um, until you have a kid and then you realise everything's going to change. So what would be the one advice that you'd give to a parent-to-be for the first time? Just don't expect to be just about oh yeah i'm enjoying being a a parent blah blah blah, because it's not just as easy as that Mm. you you need to enjoy the hard stuff as well so when they're crying you've got to just relax and breathe because the baby won't just stop crying because there's no there's no reasoning babies cry so you just got to get used to that but that was all right together yes we can um but was it the best thing that's ever happened to you in your life there's no better feeling than being a parent i'll cry every time i think about it (laughs) all together now ah so uman's experience has given me some idea of what i can expect but how does philpa think things have changed so far how have i changed Mm. what do you mean like aside from the fact that i look like a beached whale in general terms, it's been all right. Like, medically, I think they would say, I'm doing all right. But physically, on me, it's pretty horrendous. I had really bad morning sickness at the start. And it wasn't just mornings? No. Uh, there was times when I would wake up in the middle of the night and throw up. I have thrown up in random places, like my work car park, court... Uh, where else? Oh, walking along on the street from the doctor's surgery. That was a new low for me. Everyone kept saying to me, after three months the sickness will stop. After three months you'll feel so much better. But you and I know that was a load of rubbish. I was going to say the B word, but I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. Um, Because my sickness carried on into the fourth, fifth month. And then I had a brief respite and then it started up again. I threw up last week on Friday before we went to the coach. There was no point in me eating breakfast. And believe me, Philpa likes her breakfast. But it's not just the physical changes that she's had to get used to. It's the emotional too. NCT, the largest charity for parents, say women often report feelings of surprise, joy, anger, fear, love and sadness and that their decision-making changes also. The science, it seems, backs it up too. Researchers in Barcelona found that women's brains change as they prepare for motherhood. Scientists found that during pregnancy, the amount of grey matter in the brain reduces. But this isn't a bad thing. It's thought the reduction of grey matter allows mum to focus fully on the needs of her baby, such as identifying the emotional state of the newborn. Hmm. And a doctor in Australia goes even further, suggesting that the pregnant brain even acquires skills akin to, and I'm quoting here, superpowers. That's right, superpowers. Apparently, 
115 pregnant women and 857 non-pregnant women were shown pairs of males' faces. The women had to choose which they preferred. Pregnant women were more likely than non-pregnant women to choose healthy faces as opposed to the unhealthy ones. So Philpa is technically a superhero. She feels sick unexpectedly. She craves an inhuman amount of milk and pickles. She can't bend over to put her own socks on. She is pregnant, pregnant woman. woman. Um, I feel like maybe this last, now that I'm in the last semester, not semester, that's what happens when you're at university. Now that I'm in my final, I actually think... I haven't been a crazy person. In fact, I should turn this on you. Do you think I've been a crazy person? Uh-oh. This is this is a road I don't want to go down, isn't it? No, go on, tell me the truth. The only thing I would say I have been a bit crazy about is obviously I'm really emotional. Oh, yes. You cried over an episode of Friends, which wasn't even sad. Yes, it was. What other things you cried over? Oh, an advert. Yeah, but that was a sad advert. Yeah, but an advert about a bank... I cried in the church the other day. What? Which church were you at? We were in Spain. Oh, yeah, you cried then. Why? I don't know. I was saying a prayer to God and just, you know, being grateful and stuff. And then suddenly the music started, so I kind of took it as a sign. You're not even Christian. No. But I like to hit all them bases. (laughs) What? Someone will get me in. All the religions? Yeah. Which base is all of them? One of them's bound to let you into heaven. Thanks so much for listening to this very first episode of Expecting. It was produced, edited, everything, in fact, by me, Manish Verma. Cheers also to my wife, Philpa, for letting me record all of this, and the star of the show, our baby, who doesn't even know yet that I'm trying to profit from it even before he or she is even born. Thanks a lot, kid. Just want to say a massive, massive thanks to the musicians who allowed me to play their music on the show. The theme song is by Gable, or Garble, I'm not sure how you pronounce it, called Hum OK. Thanks to Poddington Bear for his track Soft Driver, and this one called Fitz. I'll catch you all on the next episode. Thanks again. We got ten weeks left, and you've not even done all your reading yet. You've not either. I've read more than you. I've read French Children twice. Yeah, but you just do that for funsies. No, it's not like a learning when book. When are you going to read these books? You're not, you, in fact, I really am so upset that, like, that's something that you could actually participate in. I have to do everything else. What do you have to do? I have to go and flip out the whooping cough jab and the flu jab and, you know, learn how to open up my V area like a flower and breathe out of it and whatever. Wow. All this kind of stuff, right? What are you doing? You just got to read some pissing books and you can't even do that. Flipping heck. I don't feel too great. I'll turn it off. Okay, then. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.